A very good morning, everyone. Monday, March 13, Big Sports Breakfast, Sky Sports Radio. Wherever and however you are listening, hope you had a fantastic weekend. And what a weekend it was as we, uh, well, we're two weeks into the NRL season. And this, it looks like it's going to be a wild one. Certainly anything could happen this season. And uh, we saw the Dolphins win again. Top of the ladder, would you believe? Who had that? That game at Leichhardt had everything yesterday, but some things do stay the same. The Tigers were disappointing, but a heroic win for the Knights. And the Dragons, a great win last night against the Titans as well. The Cricket, well, we're down to the final day and pretty docile pitch, but uh, the Aussies, let's face it, they're going to have to try and bat out most of the day. You'd think nearly all of it to save this test match. But Tim Zhu yesterday, what a performance there against Tony Harrison to become the interim WBO Super Welterweight Champion with a stoppage victory in the ninth round there at Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney. And uh, it was, uh, well, it looked like a dominant performance, although the judges' scorecards had it closer than it probably looked. Don't know what the referee was doing as well. Uh, Took him a while to wave the arms and stop the fight, but it was an imperious performance. Bring on Jamel Charlo. Pup, morning to you, mate. How are you? Morning, boys. Happy Monday. Morning to our listeners. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. Tim Zhu. Um, couple of rounds to sort of sum up his opponent and then oh, power, strength, speed uh, just looked... Power in particular. Yeah. Yeah, he just looks so much stronger. Again, he was, I think the reach difference was 8 or 10 centimetres, which is a lot, but it didn't matter. He just stood in front of him and wanted to knock him out. Um, Imagine copying that left hook. Yeah, no thanks. So impressive. I I thought he was unbelievable. Um, In a fight that everyone sort of thought was going to be 50-50 and everyone thought there was so much risk in him taking this fight, but it just showed he's... Uh, like the people around him know how good he is, know he's ready to take on the world. And yesterday, I think, would have opened a lot of people's eyes, certainly over in America. Mm. Um, but yeah, I'm with you. That's uh, my villain for, which I'm sure we'll get to after six, is is the referee. Uh, I, I'm, I'm so confused what is happening in the world of sport. You, you get any hint of a head knock in rugby league and you're taken off the field for a minimum of 15 minutes. Um, sometimes not allowed back on, yet in boxing, you can be clearly knocked out and you get a 10-second count. And if you're good enough, the, with a wobbly boot, you can continue on. I, I don't know. What's going on here? Yeah, the ref, he, he took his time, that's for sure. Right. What a week we've got ahead as well. On Wednesday night, we've got a deciding game five in the NBL Championship Series. The AFL starts this week also, and it is Golden Slipper Day on Saturday. And the Bunnies and the Roosters Friday night as well. Loza, how are you, mate? How was the weekend? Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, everybody. Uh, yeah, no, weekend was good. Watched some good football. Saw some good racing. Saw the Black Opal yesterday. Uh, Canberra, they turned it on. Good day. And obviously, plenty of people turned up to the races. Uh, watched a bit of the fight. Watched a bit of cricket. Watched a bit of rugby league. Nothing has changed with the West Tigers. Oh. Gave them the benefit of the doubt after week one. But just the amount of errors. Schoolboy errors that they were making. They just haven't improved. Haven't improved at all. And Tim Sheens and Benji Marshall would be absolutely filthy with that performance yesterday. Or they, sh- they should be. Uh, because, you know, taking on a Newcastle Knights, who are very brave, you know, to lose Caelan Ponga mm. in the opening exchanges 
which is something that obviously Newcastle will be very concerned about because Caelan, again, um, you know, suffering a, another head knock. And we know towards the end of last year he suffered that head knock uh, and he missed the remainder of the season. And, you know, Caelan Ponga is an exciting young player, but if he continues to get head knocks in the environment we're in, uh, he'll be facing some challenges just to get out there onto the field. And you would think that he won't play uh, this weekend. And I had a look at sort of a bit of his history. He's been um, four concussions in the past 10 months. So that's not good. It's not good. And when putting him in the front line, yeah, he's a bit more susceptible. Um, But, yeah, it was disappointing to see him leave the field yesterday with that head knock. Uh, And hopefully for a player of his talent that, now, this is not the way his career is going to sort of end mm. by being a player that suffers head knocks and he's ruled out of the game. Gosh, it, it was drama all around there yesterday at Leichhardt. So 14 to 12 in the end, the Knights over the Tigers. And as Loz mentioned, they lost Ponga. They also lost Jaden Braley in the opening 15 minutes. Jacob Saifiti uh, sent off eventually. That was later in the game, though, for that mm. shot on Jake Simpkin. They also lost Tyson Frizzell, the Knights. Looks like a pretty bad ankle injury. Jack Johns as well. Then we had the issue after the match. Jackson Hastings went over and approached Tommy Talau. And Tommy Talau, the, the, the Tigers back, also uh, failed an HIA. And uh, Tim Sheen says he's got a broken nose as well after Hastings copped him with a shot. He was trying to save a try, though. And Hastings went over to try and apologise post-match. Tommy Talau didn't want a bar of it. Pushed him. Then you see having this big David Clemmer walk over. He's starting to give Hastings a mouthful. Security bloke comes in between them. Peter Parr comes and gets Hastings and, and sort of drags him away. <laughs> it was Melrose Place by the end of the game. Yeah, there was plenty going on. Um, but the West Tigers, uh, I know you know, that game was there to be won yesterday. But full credit to Newcastle because Newcastle, with all the adversity they were facing, they just turned up for one another. Um, you know, the coach has been under the pump, uh, but their players are very united. When you watch that performance yesterday, they played for every uh, for each other. Um, all the incidents I'm sure we'll talk about this morning, uh, and there was plenty uh, to talk about. And that one after the game with Hastings and Clemmer, uh, that's something you don't like to see. Uh, but you could totally understand why Tommy Talao, I suppose, didn't want to talk to Hastings because he did have that broken nose. But, uh, yeah, it was just some good football all around. The Broncos, they continue to impress. That was a good game on Friday night against the Cowboys. Um, I think the Broncos, you know, young Reese Walsh. The thing with the Broncos, I said it, and I said it before the start of the year, they got some of the best exciting young talent in the mm. game. And if they can eliminate their errors mm. in the backfield... They are a very good chance of playing finals football because they've got a good forward pack. They've got a back line, which is exciting, but they have got one or two blues in them. That's my only concern with them in big moments, whether they come up with those those uh, errors. But Reese Walsh the other night just showed what his blistering speed can do to any opposition team. He was electric, wasn't he, Reese Walsh? A great reminder of his talent for sure. And then last night at Cogra. The St. George Illawarra Dragons playing their first game of the season after a round one bye. Well, they were down 12-2. And uh, you could just feel the groans of concern. And then, bang, 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 three tries in eight minutes before half time. 
And uh, it ended up 32-18. A really good performance. Ben Hunt, though, just picking up from where he left off last year. And uh, good to see Tyrell Sloan after that very difficult charity shield performance that he had. He was uh, fantastic as well last year. Yeah, when you've got the talent like Tyrell Sloan, you know it's always there. It's just a matter of just being consistent and getting a bit of confidence up. And, you know, he was disappointed after that charity shield game, but he turned on a, a great performance last night, as did... Ben Hunt, but I thought the Dragons, yeah, they started a little bit slowly, but I was always confident that they could beat the Titans. Uh, the Titans, when you look at it now, they beat the West Tigers last weekend in a struggle. Um, and then they turned up against this Dragon side, started okay, but then they just fell away. They made the same old mistakes that the Titans have been making the last couple of years. But no, there was a lot to like about the Dragons' performance, but they've got the Broncos this weekend, so that'll be tough for them up there in, in Queensland. And again, we, we've said on the program, I think you've Early in the season, there's always going to be upsets. You've got to wait to the sort of first month or five weeks of the comp to get a really true indication of how your team's travelling. But there's a couple of teams that really need to turn it around and get a win quickly to give their supporters a bit of hope, Tigers being one of them. Look at what the Bulldogs were able to do to Melbourne. Oh, they, that? they smashed Melbourne, and they, they did it in a brilliant style as well. So if they can continue to play like that all season, they'll worry a lot of teams. Um, that's what we're expecting in round one. We didn't see it, uh, but they certainly turned up with a great attitude. Uh, not only to defend well, but to play their style of football. We found out what that style of football is. And Melbourne, were very Melbourne-unlike. Mm. Um, you know, they just effort areas of the game. They weren't there. Craig Bellamy was very disappointed with his team. Um, and I'm sure you'll get a response this weekend from them. Now, just watching Minwoo Lee putt uh, here at the Players' Championship, and he's just made triple bogey on the fourth after he was tied for the lead with Scotty Scheffler. Oh, that is a disaster for the Aussie. Triple bogey on the fourth. So 10 under par for the tournament now. Scheffler leads by three strokes. Of course, Camp Smith won this tournament last year, the uh, unofficial fifth major in golf. Triple bogey, but we'll track that throughout the morning. Uh, Pup the cricket. So the Aussies, uh, this pitch certainly different to the pitch we encountered in the first three test matches of the series. It is docile, to say the least. 480 we made, and wasn't it great to see Cameron Green make his maiden test 100? Usman Khawaja, 180. In response, though, India, uh, Virat Kohli, that's his first test ton since November 2019. So more than 1,200 days, his 28th test century overall. And uh, he made 186. Shubman Gill, 128 at the top of the order. Axar Patel, we can't get him out. He made 79. (laughs) He has been as frustrating as it gets, batting uh, in the lower order there for India. They made 571. And due to a little injury that uh, Usman Kawaja copped in the outfield as he tried to sort of take a catch slash stop a six, he's ended up with a knee injury. So Matthew Kuderman's come out and opened the batting with Travis Head. Uh, They've survived. They've survived six overs. We're none for three heading into the final day, trailing by 88. So the concern here is collapso would mean no chance. defeat. No chance. No, the wicket's still a belter. There's not enough. No um, chance. No chance. Mate, we, we're the collapso kings. Nah, we're back. We're back. <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> yeah, well, it's gonna, I think it's going to be a draw. I think Australia bat mm. half decent. Um, yeah, they bat till... Well, bat till tea, and that'll be too many runs. The game will be over at tea time. Um, but yeah, uh, brilliant from 
India after Aussies obviously making that many runs. Uh, very happy for Cameron Green. Gets his opportunity and grabs it with both hands. Uzum Khawaja again, brilliant. Um, but then India's batting shows how flat that wicket is. So, yeah, a big... Um, well, big hundred really for Virat Kohli. I think we've said throughout the whole series, he's looked pretty good. He just hasn't made that big score. Um, but yeah, well, what do you do? The wicket was a belter and I think we tried just about everything. Um, we seem super friendly though. I, I don't know what it is. I've just got this. I totally agree. I just got this thing with we're how very we're playing nice. it. We're yeah, so but so is Virat Kohli. No, Virat's Virat's, smart. Virat's very kind as well. Like the Mate, way that he usually. Virat, Virat knows. Mate, he's just talking to them and playing, yeah, showing help, them the bat. Helps his and, game. Oh, mate. Smart yeah. by Vera. No one's into him, and he's not into them. IPL's around the corner. Mm. It's just so super friendly. I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I, couldn't, I agree. Oh, I couldn't I, watch all that. And maybe yeah. I'm a bit hard on that stuff. But, I, I like, I know you're going to go play with these guys in the IPL. I get that. But when you're playing for your country and when you're playing against someone, I still think on the field, you just, like... That's part of the game. As, as, as soon as Virat walked out to bat, it was guys saying hello to him before he'd face the ball or chatting to him about. And I was like, I don't know. Maybe I maybe I found that part of the game. I don't know. Maybe I thought that that played a part in trying to get someone out. You know that mental side of it. And um, at, like, if he makes a hundred, I, I, that's fair play. Stand there and clap and hmm. shake his hand, say congratulations. But until he gets there. I'm thinking you're making it as difficult as you can for every single batsman. Different um, generation there. But anyway, well, well, well done to Virat. Hadn't scored 100 for a long time. So, yeah, uh, showed his class. Did you say 2,800? Yeah. Yeah. So, plenty more to go as well, I reckon. But he's, he's back in form. So, that won't help Australia in the one days, that's for sure. But, yeah, it looks like that's going to be a draw. Yeah, just watching uh, Minwoo Lee. So, his, his approach to the fourth... A little bit of backspin, hasn't quite hit it. Just uh, backspin straight back into the drink. So he's ended up making triple bogey. Three shots off the pace, though. All is not lost yet. Early days there in the final round for the uh, leading groups in the Players' Championship there this morning. Uh, In the papers, well, front end back page, Tim Zhu today. Zhu Beauty on the back page of the telly. uh, The Herald, What's My Name? And uh, back page of the Australian Zoo puts name up in lights. So bring on Jamel Charlo. He stopped Tony Harrison in the ninth round. As we mentioned earlier this morning, the ref certainly took his time to stop the fight. Now, it was scored on all three cards up until the stoppage, 77 to 75. So uh, it felt like he had a bit more ascendancy than that, I would have thought, Pup. Yeah, the only thing, I I was listening to the commentators, I I think... um... He outpunched Zoo in regards to number of punches. And you mm. could tell, like, there was, there was double the amount of jabs that were hitting Zoo. But Zoo's power. And when Zoo, when he threw one, you knew about it. You could hear, even when they, you know, you get the, the microphone from the camera when they had him in a corner. Tim Zoo's punches were just so powerful. See the sweat coming off and both. It was just, yeah, I, I thought Tim definitely... If, if, if the fight stopped, Tim Zhu, I thought, would have won on points anyway. But it looked to me from round three or four, he wanted to knock him out. That was what that was his focus. He didn't care if he was getting jabbed. Tim Zhu wanted to knock him out. So July in Vegas is <laughs> on. Zhu and Charlo to unify that division. Beauty. That's going to be yeah. awesome. 
yeah. uh, bring it on. But Tim Zhu, absolutely. What, what was the what was the carry? The only thing what was the carry on after the fight? Say oh, my say my name. Well, what, was, what was that about? That was about you know they were basically Charlo and Harrison pre-fight just say you know you got Half nothing on your old dad. man and yeah yeah okay just you know mm. I'm not Kostya's son I'm I'm Tim Zoo okay I guess that's what he's the message he's trying to get out show some respect mm. like Loz and Damien Lillard yeah, okay <laughs> say my name Lozza <laughs> Say my name, say my name. Uh, well, he well, was he, brilliant. He, well he was everyone brilliant. will know his name now. Yeah. Um, and then they'll know it even more if you can beat Charlo. Uh, but Charlo's obviously another level up again. Um, Harrison, of course, did beat Zoo, what, four or five years ago. Um, but, yeah, everything we see from Tim Zoo, he's just stepped up. And every opponent he's faced and the challenges he's overcome, he's been terrific. But again, we get to see the real Tim Zhu when he takes yeah. him on. He didn't have to take this fight. He wanted yeah, to take this fight. And he got a good um, a good opportunity to spend a bit of time in the ring too, to hone his skill craft. Um, he's a good fighter to watch, sorry. Tim Zhu, yeah. I reckon. Mm. His style, yeah. I, I love. Yeah, he's got power. Oh. I must say, I, I thought the, the ref would have stopped the, the fight. Yeah, that was scary, that, I reckon. Oh, you could see early. his... Eyes roll back in yeah. the oh, back he, of his head. That was just scary. Just let him go a bit too long yeah. for mine. Yeah. Uh, also back page of the telly in the Australian warning over NRL expansion, the Australian warning for NRL growth plan. So this is the big story yesterday uh, in the News Corp papers that uh, expansions on the cards. Peter Volandi's the ARL commission chairman saying that 20 teams is an ambition for the next decade or some stage over the next decade to, to continue to grow the competition. And he even said we could see the 18th team for either 2025, 2026, or 2027. And, well, the report saying that a Pacifica team based in Cairns is the front runner for an 18th licence, which I'm sure will raise some eyebrows. But uh, I, I must say, Loz, I'm, I'm dead set against expanding back to 20 teams. I mean, you were playing mm. and you saw the golf in competition. Here we are. We, we're at a point now where we're wondering if resources are getting stretched. We've had the best two weeks to start the competition. And and, and this is as an old Bears fan. I desperately want to see the Bears back yeah. in the competition in some form. Probably, I think, Perth's the obvious. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we've got to be careful here. Yeah, yeah, we've yeah. seen in other codes. I, I reckon it hasn't worked in the AFL, you mm. could argue. Yeah, well, you need to be careful. You've got to make sure that it works and you've got to be able to put the time and effort and money into it because you look at some of those AFL clubs, the AFL, it costs them a lot of money to prop up the Giants and the, the Suns. And even some of the it, Melbourne clubs who aren't as wealthy have had to be propped yeah, up. No, that, that's a fair point as well. So I, I'd be careful in rushing into it, but certainly exploring the option, I, I like it. Now, whether we have the, the, the talent... Uh, to go to 20 teams or not, I'm unsure. You'd have to make sure your pathway systems were correct. Um, but at this stage, if you ask me 20 teams, I'd say no way in the world because I don't think we've got the, 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 the talent. You know, you see what the Dolphins have been able to do. First two weeks has been excellent. Let's see how they go first year. But when you see teams like the Tigers performing the way they did yesterday, mm -hmm. can you honestly say that was of the highest standard? Not even close. That that wasn't the, that wasn't a, a standard of a first grade game for them, um, and they had some high class quality players in their team. Um, so I'd be a little bit concerned that we have enough depth for twenty, 
But if it was a staggered approach over a 20-year period, if that's what they're talking about, why not have a dream to expand? But you've got to make sure that you've got a solid base behind you. You've got to make sure that the pathway system is in place and we continue to deliver quality games, develop the talent and have the best talent play our game because otherwise you'll have a situation where you do have three or four teams that just are no hope. Mm. Just, just haven't got the talent. It's great to have ambition, for yeah, sure. Yeah, oh, mate, I, I, I think it's great. Mm. I think that's what you need. And as leaders of a game, you need to have yeah. you know, that, that, that uh, ability to identify where the game is going to go in the next 20 years. You just can't think about next week or next year. You've got to get on the front foot, have a footprint of what the game looks like, where we want to take this game, what are we doing with it. And I think to have that picture in your mind of having 20 teams is good, but now it's just a matter of working through how we actually get it to function really well and sustainable. 13-53-53 is the number. Heroes and villains, stacks of them. So last night, Newcastle 14, the Tigers 12. And uh, then we saw the Dragons 32, the Titans 18. Now, the Players' Championship, Minwoo Lee still 10 under par after that triple bogey at four, trailing Scotty Scheffler by three strokes at the Players' Championship. Pup. Yes. Hero, villain, who? Tim Zhu, hero, no-brainer. Brilliant. Not sure I'd was a massive fan of the carry-on after the fight. I think his fighting <laughs> said everything. Boxes. Yeah, but I get it. But I get it. Uh, but ultimate show. respect, man. He's, he is as good as what everyone thinks. I, I think yesterday he just he stood right in front of his opponent and said, you can punch me all you want. I'm going to knock you out. So I loved watching that fight yesterday. I thought he was awesome. And I really enjoy his style of fighting as well. So he's my hero. Um, and then I'm going to say the referee in the fight for not stopping it earlier. I just I just feel, you know, we sit here every morning and talk about concussions in rugby league. If a player gets, you know, a, a half a head knock, you're taken off the field for 15 minutes, yet you go and watch um, MMA or boxing, bloke is clearly eyes rolling back in the head, knocked out, and you give him the chance to stand up. You give him 10 seconds to go again. I, I just think it's it's contradictive of, of everything we're, we're trying to do with head knocks in, in sport around the world. So that was that was actually hard to watch, I reckon, yesterday. When you see that in slow motion and see the eyes rolling back in the head, you'd stop that fight. So that's my villain, referee. Yeah. Uh, mine's rugby league related. I think the Dogs deserve plenty of credit for the way they went down there to Melbourne and put on a clinic against the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Melbourne were good in round one against Parramatta. The Dogs were poor, but they hit back and they improved in a big way. And I like the style of footy that they played. So if they could continue to do that under Cameron Sorolla, they'll have a, a really good year. I didn't think I'd be using up the Tigers early in the season as a villain. Um, I give them the benefit of the doubt last week. Um, when they played against the Titans. But seriously, that was poor. That was poor yesterday. That wasn't first-grade standard mm. at all. No. Wow, that's a good whack early. But, you know, to go Owen to at Leichhardt against the Titans and the How many times did the Titans, uh, Tigers have a big game last year? And just laid an egg? Yeah. Oh, just many. There were, there were that many. And, and over the last couple of years, I don't know what's wrong. Mm. I don't know. It, uh, you do get the feeling there's something inherently wrong in that club. Ah, oh, well, yeah. And, and if it's the same players that have been there for a while, mm. then you've got to make some serious changes. But 
Um, you know, they, they, they are a different coaching unit, playing a different style. I get that. Uh, different playing group that might take a bit of time to come together, but still, yesterday. Look at all the adversity that Newcastle faced. In fact, I nearly wanted to put Newcastle as a hero. Because what, what they, the challenges that they faced yesterday were, were massive. And they overcome them. And they showed some grit. And they showed some real desire to perform for the jersey. And that's what you want to see. Whereas the Tigers, we just didn't see it. We saw the same silly errors. And they should know better. So they were very, very disappointing. That, that, that wasn't... Yeah, I, I didn't think that was up to scratch yesterday. Mm. No way in the world was that what we expected from the Tigers in a, a first-grade standard. Okay, I've got plenty of uh, honourable mentions for heroes. Kaylee uh, McEwen, Olympic gold medalist. She broke the 200-metre backstroke world record at the New South Wales swimming titles. Uh, I think that was on Friday night. Uh, the Fiji and Drua beat the Crusaders in Super Rugby Pacific in Fiji. Great performance. Cameron Green for his maiden test ton in India, but I'm going to make my hero Dean Holland, who uh, got the very, very late call-up on In Secret in the Newmarket Handicap at Flemington after, unfortunately, for the second week in a row, we've had, uh, well, terrible falls. And, uh, unfortunately, Jamie Carr and Craig Williams fell in the size there at Flemington on Saturday. Now, Jamie Carr's still in hospital. She was heavily concussed and has been uh, sedated uh, to reduce, you know, to obviously reduce inflammation, etc., and and she's still there being monitored in hospital. Craig Williams has had surgery on a broken collarbone and been discharged. He also suffers some concussion as well. So two very uh, high-profile jockeys involved in that fall. And Ethan Brown last week still in intensive care. Thankfully, the horses are okay, but uh, thought certainly with all the jockeys there. So uh, Dean Holland all of a sudden being given the call up, and I was watching the seven coverage and. James Cummings, as meticulous as he is, and he said, yeah, I, I, I got, grabbed Dean. I had about 25 minutes with him. Could you imagine? Dean's head was probably spinning. Spinning, yeah. <laughs> Gosh, 25 minutes with the train. I'm on the favourite here in the new did, market. Did I read somewhere that he actually showed him vision as well? Yes. Yep. Showed him he some showed replays. Him some replays of, mm-hmm. of In Secret. Yep. Running and how he'd like to see her ridden. So, well, well done to that team too, by the way. Because it would have been difficult for him, as you imagine, the middle group one, um, sitting on a, a lightweight in the race, um, some good sprinters. What did you think of Marzu? Uh, oh, it was a pass mark. Because mm. uh, you're be on, better. aren't you, in the Everest? Sorry? You're on in the Everest. Yeah, the TJ. Yeah. Uh, oh, TJ. Mm. I thought you were TJ. Everest as well. No, I'm going TJ no, just first. TJ first. Because uh, remember, just he, tick him off as you go. Well, in the Everest, you got to remember he drew barrier eleven or twelve, sat three wide, was beaten less than a length. Yeah, that'll stick with you for a bit. So, uh, in on Saturday, I think with the big weight, we'll be just better around the bend back to weight for age. Mm. But uh, yeah, Dean Holland, mm. that was where I was at, wasn't it? That was the hero of the, of yep. the day, and my villain <laughs> taking some pleasure out of this England rugby. They were beaten. They've whacked Eddie Jones on the way out, despite the fact he had the best winning percentage of any coach mm. ever, ever coach England. Absolutely whacked him on the way out. They were beaten fifty-three to ten by France in the Six Nations at Twickenham as well on the weekend. That is their heaviest home test defeat 
or the most points they've conceded in a home test match in in Six Nations history. So after uh, they gave Eddie a bit real clip, mm. not going so well. Now, have you looked at the draw in the World Cup? Oh. Are we? Do we come up against Ireland or France? Because I, I reckon they're, they're, they're the, the two, stands out, mm. two standouts. Anyone else we could beat in uh, a World Cup? Yeah, look, it's up for grabs. Because the I All think, Blacks I, have obviously come back to the pack. The All Blacks have come back. England aren't as good as what they were. Mm. Um, you know, Wales are... No, they've gone backwards. They've gone backwards. South Scotland Africa are okay. South Africa, they're not, yeah. They're not outstanding, no. South Africa, but they're always going to be no, there, It just seems like the French and the Irish are the two teams that will be the hardest to beat. And if we somehow don't play them until a semi-final, if we, you know, we're a big chance of making it through. You're going to have to go and check the draw. Mm. Uh, and the other one, Clark, I don't know if you saw this, Keshav Maharaj, the South African spinner over the weekend. How about this? They've gone to DRS, so potential wicket, DRS. He's been given the wicket, gone to take off on a little runski, tore his Achilles, completely oh, ruptured it, surgery months out of the game, oh, celebrating a wicket, post a DRS. wasn't even sort of in the act of bowling or appealing. It was when the decision was gave came down to where, give him the wicket. Where was he running to? All his teammates were standing <laughs> just wanted to right take there. off. He was just happy lap, with himself. Lap around the ground. Hmm. Who'd he get out? Sachin Tendulkar. Well, it was on the way to them beating the West Indies <laughs> to clinch a 2-0 series victory. Costly. That's, uh, yeah, Achilles is not good for anyone. So, yeah, I don't think he'll be, uh, once he gets himself fit, I don't think he'll be celebrating like that again. But, yeah, you don't like seeing that. You know, especially a that's a that's a long form injury. That's that could be career over injury. Reminded me of um, no good. What, the golfer Tony Finau. Yeah, remember he celebrated hole in one at the par three contest yeah. at Augusta. Yeah, that's right. At mm. the, yeah, and and he dislocated his ankle, yeah. didn't he? And then it Broke popped it. back in. Yeah, mm. that was one ankle. of the worst I'd seen. But um, that Maharaj, I mean, tearing your Achilles. Oh, that's trouble. a twelve month yeah, injury. Trouble. If at all you come back from it. Oh. He could struggle. So, um, yeah, hopefully he'll be able to get back and, and play cricket. But um, that's a nasty injury. Anyone that's ever suffered one, you talk to them about it. And they yeah. say, yeah. The way it's been described to me it's is hard. it's like someone gets a hockey stick and whacks the back yeah. of your leg it's as just hard curls. as they possibly can. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bevan, I remember Michael Bevan did it playing for New South Wales, took off the run between the wicket, and it was and the noise was like oh. like it like you yeah. got shot. Like it was a it was a loud bang, yeah. the pop of the Achilles. Many tendon. years ago on Boxing Day, I was we were playing cricket in the backyard and my sister was batting. Mm. She went to take off for a run. Down she went. Popped it. Yeah. Achilles. Oh. Had to go to hospital, yeah. <laughs> they tore the Achilles on Boxing Day. <laughs> But there's been a few Boxing Day cricket injuries over time. Oh, though. I reckon there would be. Mm. Uh, Shado, very good morning. Hey, Mido, how are you boys? All right? Pretty Come on, buddy. Um, Mido, I've got a hero and a villain, but first up, what about the Pacifica Bears playing home games in New Guinea and Tonga? You do your own security detail, but how good would it be? Oh, <laughs> uh, nah, not for me. Oh, I want the Bears back. I don't think that's the right form, though, is it? I'm hearing they're going to play two games in Hawaii, too. Yeah. That's sensational. <laughs> Can I commentate? Yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. We're going to encompass the whole Pacific region. Valenti's just, he's done it again, hasn't he? 
Well, it sounds like, um, well, there'll definitely be an 18th team. Who, who it will be, I'm unsure. Um, yeah, they're uncomfortable about the buy, aren't they? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think definitely go to tw- eighteen, and then well, the you've got to look at content. you've got to look at twenty, maybe in fifteen, twenty years' time. But I don't think there's enough to go around just at the moment to say, yep, we're going to bring in three more teams in five years. Yeah, I think it's three years away before anything happens. I mean, we've got to concentrate on the Dolphins. So let's look, um, domination, domination. Dolphin domination, baby. Red or gold, never fold. Look, uh, my hero, Corey Harawira and Ira, mate, to get up off the ground after getting drilled by that well-renowned Dolphins hitman, Sean O'Sullivan. Mate, uh, Laurie, you know these blokes in Canberra. How did he recover from getting hammered by an 82-kilo halfback? Yeah. The courage he showed to get up. Well, you know I love the Raiders, <laughs> but I'll tell you what. Sure. Uh, oh, that was a dreadful it, it, decision. Shana, yeah, dreadful. Dreadful, dreadful decision. Dreadful decision. Wait, penalty wait. at best. Was it a penalty? Well, at best you go, <laughs> well, well, there's a penalty. But no, nah, there, there shouldn't have been a decision. But he, he played Academy, well, Corey. Yeah, Academy Award performance of the year. Sensational. And look, my villain, it's got to be Melbourne Storm. Worst performance in a decade. These young blokes, if they don't fire up, Bellamy's out of there. He's going to be sunning himself on the Gold Coast. And Jason Rolls will be coached next year. Simple as that. The only thing with Jason Rolls, I, I don't know whether he can get out of his contract at the Roosters. I, I, I think when he signed to go there, he committed to two or three years or something like that. How long has he been there now? Uh, that, that would be the only concern I'd have because I remember Adam O'Brien had a similar one and they weren't happy no. when he left. So I think what, when, they, when, they signed, when they signed Rolls... I think it was more the fact that if you're coming, you're going to stay for a certain amount of time. Because yeah. Fitzgibbon stayed till the end of his contract, yes. didn't he? Yeah. Whereas O'Brien didn't. Didn't. And that caused he left, and they, and they weren't happy with that. Yeah. The Roosters. So that that's the only drawback I could see with Jason Riles. I think Robbo let him go. You wouldn't hold him back, would you? You wouldn't hold a young bloke back if he got off at three years head coach. Why would you do that? Ruin his. Stuff he's oh, you up, could, but go. I mean, you're giving him an opportunity to come and learn off you. So if you say, mate, at the start, um, mate, we want you to fulfil your contract and we'll help and support you all the way through. And at the end of that, we'll try and get you a position as a head uh, head coach somewhere. And they're the terms you agree on and, and that's what you want to come, go and do. I, I can understand the Roosters holding someone to a, to a deal. But again, if you've got a contract that says if you get offered, you know, an opportunity in a head first grade coaching role um, while you're there, while you're still under contract. Yep, we can negotiate a release. But I suppose it's all about the terms of the deal. Yeah. So I suppose you've got to look at it this way. I mean, we did give them Cooper Cronk and we did give them Brandon Smith. I mean, you think they could you know, give us a bit of a favour, but see what happens. I'll tell you what, they also signed Nathan Brown over the weekend too mm-hmm. uh, from Parramatta. So he's gone there. Um, he'll add to their depth in the forwards. Thing about Nathan Brown, again, good pick up by the Roosters, but I would have thought they had plenty of middles. I thought the edges may have been a little bit short because they've got Tupanua and Crichton out, and mm. I think Nat Butcher is more of a, a middle than a edge player, but he's doing a good job there at the moment. Uh, I thought they might have been short an edge player rather than a, a middle, but uh, it just adds to their depth. Good on you, Shano. Thanks for the call. We got Anthony. G'day, Anthony. Good morning, guys. How are you? Yeah, pretty good, mate. What have you got oh, for oh. us? I want to say my hero is Espiona, but that's been uh, that's, oh. that's been 
You've got to stick thick, mate. You've got oh, to stick that's why I always stick thick with Loz's multi. You, you, you just got to stick because it'll it, it'll come. That uh, sadly missed the kick, mate. There on Saturday, Loza. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Well, oh, no. oh no! Anyway, my my true hero, my proper hero, is Nico Hines. While politicians, league administrators, and journo's will pile onto a fifteen-year-old kid, Nico kept his cool and showed leadership and said, "Remember, everyone, this is a fifteen-year-old kid. Let's educate, not bash." Great leadership by Nico Hines. The more, more I hear about this, see about this, Nico is the more impressed I am with him on the field and off the field. He is a true leader, isn't he, Loza? Uh, he is, yeah. He's uh, had adversity himself. Um, and most people should realise that when you're a young man, we're all susceptible to making mistakes. And it is about uh, education. And it's about. Especially, especially. That's what I mean. At that age. Uh, especially if you're a politician, a league administrator, and a journo who should know better. Well, as I said on Friday, you've got to gather all the information and facts uh, first and then you decide the course of action, but you also take into consideration who the person is um, and how old that person is because I reckon if it's, you know, as I said on Friday, if it's a 50-year-old man uh, and he's doing it, well, that's different to a 15-year-old kid. And that's if he did do it, we don't know that, do we? No, no, well, they're they're disputing that in the paper today, but I think... any time you have a, a young uh, man or, or woman um, in their teens that get caught up in this situation, it, it's about education and it's about talking to you know, people like Latrell or, or a Nico. And then it's also about, I heard Nico tell you about bringing them into the Indigenous All-Stars camp, which I think would be great as well, to be yep. able to understand Indigenous culture, understand the hurt uh, behind being called um, what he was allegedly called um, to get a greater understanding of, of what it means to, to Indigenous people. I want Nico in my club any day of the yeah, week. No, he's a good and, leader. Who's and your villain, I, My villain is obviously those three people, administrators, journalists, and also with Pup. Honestly, that was underground backyard boxing. That was ugly 70s stuff. That I, like, I was really happy to see him win, but oh, I had to turn away after, after a while. Yeah, and he actually, so there was a time there where he actually lifted his head with his with his left hand and bashed him with his right hand. He actually lifted his head, held it, held it and bashed him with his right hand. Yeah. If, you, if you saw that, part, it was ugly. Yeah. That's, again, again, not thought, Tim Zoo's fault. He's fighting until the ref calls the fight. So he, there's nothing more he can do. But the referee just, yeah, I reckon it was, oh, it was definitely 30 seconds too long, that's for sure. And in that 30 seconds, you saw Tim Zoo not miss him. G'day, Sean. Hey, guys, how are you going? Good, mate. What's Mate, doing? Uh, who has villains for today? Do it. Mate, my villain is that I know he's a young kid, loves that bloke that, that held a visit with Latrell and Penrith on Thursday night. Now, I'm going to make him my villain anyway, but he does need some bit of, a bit of help and some guidance and some guys around that know better than that. Yep. Um, now, I understand what he's done is wrong, but he does need some help, I'd imagine. You know, like, like Nick and I said, don't, don't crucify him, help him out. Yeah, that, that, that's, it. That's, a, yeah. that's a good point. You know, he's, still, he's still a villain, but, mate, either way, give me... Good or bad, you know what I mean? Yep. But, mate, my hero this week is the Newcastle Knights. Mate, you know, I, I support South no end, but, mate, that game yesterday was so good, and Tigers were woeful. But, mate, Newcastle just put in, with all the troops missing, they put in and didn't didn't give it up. Mate, what a game. i tell you what, all you're looking for your side early in the season is to win the effort areas of a game. And you yep. can improve your skill level as you go along during the year and all your combinations... Um, but you've got to turn up with a tough attitude. 
to either grind it out or defend with your mate, um, you know, just fight for anything. And they did that yesterday, Newcastle. Whereas yep. some teams early in the season just haven't showed any grit at all. So I was happy for Newcastle yesterday to do to go through what they they went through and losing your best player in the first ninety minutes, uh, ninety seconds. Uh, then you lost your hooker. Uh, then they uh, had a couple of blokes. What one sin bin, one uh, sent from the field. So that that was a mighty effort. And the Tigers were poor. They were very very poor. Good on you, Sean. Thanks for the call. Just a couple of texts here. Um, we've got, gee, I'll tell you what, a lot of people getting stuck into the Tigers, no doubt about that. Uh, Villain West Tigers, the Knights lost half their spine early and uh, with players binned and sent off but still managed to have more of a spine than the Tigers. An absolutely inept performance, not up to first-grade standard. Fans will not pay money to go to any more games if that's what they dish out. Hero, Hero Minwoo Lee kept cool after triple bogey on the fourth to scorch the back nine to beat Scotty Scheffler by one in the Players' Championship. Smitty, the time traveller. Well, I hope you're right, Smitty. Uh, but at the moment, still three strokes behind as I last saw the scoreboard, the leaderboard there at Sawgrass. Uh, but uh, he, yeah, triple bogeyed the fourth. So, yep, he's still... No, he's two. he's got one back. So he's two strokes back, which is how we started the day. So he's uh, birdied the seventh. So two strokes behind Scotty Scheffler is Minwoo Lee. Uh, also here, hero Tim Zhu. Absolutely brilliant performance. Tough, powerful overall, just too good. Villain, the Tigers. I've said it before, we'll say it again. This club has no real home. They train at Concord, play at three or four different grounds. Sooner they base themselves at Campbelltown, the better. This has been dragging on for years, says Craig the Truckee. The thing is, he looked at Leichhardt yesterday. Absolutely packed. Looked awesome. Yes, obviously, Leichhardt needs a lot of funding in in regards to a redevelopment. But, she, when you turn on and look at that crowd, how good does it look? But the poor Vormans didn't match the uh, no. the occasion, I suppose. I, I, I read somewhere over the weekend, you know, their, their record recently at Leichhardt is terrible. Terrible. Mm. And, again, they turned up there yesterday. They just didn't put in a performance that all Tigers fans were hoping for. So th- that stat... <laughs> So over their last 12 games, including yesterday, they've only won three times. <laughs> three of their last 12 at Leichhardt Oval. Should be a fortress. Should be. Everyone hates playing there. Mm. But yet the results over the last 12 games haven't gone the Tigers' way. Okay, in the English Premier League overnight, well, first let's start with the uh, Women's Super League because Sam Kerr, has uh, scored with a brilliant first-half strike to ensure that Chelsea have beaten Manchester United 1-0. And that means Chelsea are top of the league by themselves. Three points ahead of Manchester United after that victory this morning. Sam Kerr, what a star she is in the Men's English Premier League. Arsenal beat Fulham 3-0. Manchester United and Southampton finished scoreless. So for all those people writing one nil Middleton, you flog on the text line. I think there's been three or four of them. It's not like United have had a great weekend themselves after Bournemouth beat Liverpool over the weekend. West Ham and Aston Villa 1-1. Newcastle beat Wolves 2-1. Now in the V8s yesterday, gee, there was some drama. The uh, opening event of the season there in Newcastle and... uh, well, after Saturday's race, Shane Van Gisbergen was stripped of his victory for adding dry ice to the wrong spot to cool down his Camaro. Apparently, they used dry ice in the driver's seat door. 
apparently they were told not to, or Red Bulls appealed, saying that they were given permission to do so. So anyway, Cam Waters was the beneficiary and was handed victory. But then yesterday, uh, Van Gisbergen passed Chaz Mostert in uh, Mostert's Mustang. That was late and won race two. And he was pretty testy, Van Gisbergen, in the uh, media conference after the match, after the race, sorry, as well. Uh, so just looking at Chase Buford, who was also pretty testy after uh, the Sydney Kings were beaten by the New Zealand Breakers 80-70 to 70 in Game 4 yesterday. Uh, just spare a thought for the punter, though. Uh, I was sent this by the traders yesterday. An eight-leg $50 multi for a $162,000 collect. The last leg of that multi, after the other seven legs got up, was Kings plus one and a half into the under, so it was the line over under double. Kings plus one and a half under 171.5 points. So that has lost due to the Kings losing by 10. So it nearly turned 50 bucks into 162K. I don't know whether they've laid off or how mm. that punter maybe cashed out. To. Uh, I haven't seen any evidence of a cash out, but that's... I'll tell you uh, what, I, I did see uh, a bit of uh, Chase Buford's press conference. He wasn't happy <laughs> about the fouls being called on his team. Mm. And he reckons there was plenty of pressure applied by the opposition coach leading into that contest yesterday. Fires uh, up Buford. He does. But I'm I, like, I, I just wondering whether he'll be there at the game for game five because he he basically said they were allowed to get away with stuff. It was like playing eight on five. Mm. Geez, that's having a crack at the ref, isn't it? And he's not supposed to at the moment. He's on, yeah, any, well, he's basically on a suspended sentence, yeah. I think, isn't he? Well, I don't know whether it's a suspended, but I remember him getting in a bit of trouble yeah. earlier in the season. Well, was facing suspension for any other indiscretions, I'm sure, through the playoffs, so... Anyway, we've got Paul Smith coming on the show, yeah. uh, the Sydney Kings owner. He's coming on later this morning because Game 5, winner takes all. So good. Wednesday night. How so big is that going to be? After there was a record NBL crowd on Friday night when the Kings won Game 3. So the NBL naturally flying. Uh, on the text, there's a lot of text here. Uh, hey, fellas, hero, Latrell Mitchell. At yesterday's zoo fight, it didn't matter what colour, race or religion the punter was, Latrell stopped for all photo and autograph requests all day. Legend. Villain. Besides the obvious, i.e. Rachel Sir and Swali'i. Food and drink prices at Allianz and Kudos Bank Arena. Uh, Not family friendly and killing crowd numbers, especially NRL games. Cheers, boys, says the Mudgy Bronco. Um, I'm not sure why you got Swali'i in there. Um, Off of the hit. Oh, right, yes, of course, the hit. And he's been charged uh, with dangerous contract, contact on Charles Nickel Kluster, and he cops a $3,000 fine with the mm. early plea. Just it looked warm there on Saturday at Allianz Stadium. And the Roosters, again, they weren't convincing. They'll have to improve a lot of their to beat South this weekend. Loz, oh, I'm not sure they can win the comp with their six and seven. I reckon they're too small. Mm. I, I don't know if they can both play. In the same team. Yeah. Have you got you concerns go. about Sam Walker lots? No, no. Not really. I, I don't reckon they can play... No, I, I think if you're playing on the front foot, no. 
And I think even on the back foot, he's a tough little rooster. There's no doubting he's tough. He, he's, he's tough. I think he plays a different style to a lot of halfback. But just the chemistry there is not right at the moment for me when I look at the roosters. And, and you know, once you get some of those forwards back, you've got a different nine. Kiri hasn't played a lot of football. Still trying to work out how the best way to get Manu and Suwali into the game. Because both those players are a bit like Tedesco. They like to roam. I reckon but if Ted- you're roaming both of them, you've got no shape on the edge. I feel like Teddy is their best player yeah, their by best player. a country mile yeah, at the he moment. Is. He is. I feel like he's he's like the big kid in under-10s at the moment. He's like, okay, I have to score a try here, or I have to set something. Okay, give me the ball. Yeah. They don't look like the team that's going to win the comp at the moment. The no, 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 no. No, they don't. They don't. You, you would say they're right off the pace in oh. terms of winning comps, but I, I still think their roster... <laughs> He's good enough. He's good enough, yeah. yeah. When fully fit. Yeah. I, I'd still have them there. But they've got to win enough games. to. It's going to be difficult to win from outside the four. Not impossible. Um, but it, it's shaping up as a, an open comp already. Oh. And I think we said that at the start before a ball was kicked, that we think there's going to be not much between the top, what, 12 sites? Mm. And it'll come down to a bit of luck to get into the finals and then once you make the finals anything can happen but there's, it, it certainly looks as though there's a, there's a, the gap is closed between the really good sides from the last couple of years to some of those other sides that were struggling to get into the eight G'day Jeff Oh g'day Gerard, how are you? <laughs> Outstanding <laughs> You'd have a spring in your step today Jeffrey Mate, I've got that many springs, mate. I've been <laughs> feeling about eight times this morning, Loz. <laughs> Did you go I out yesterday? No, I didn't. No. I watched it from home, and my neighbours think I'm an absolute lunatic. <laughs> <laughs> um, just quickly before I go to Heroes and Villains, Loz, you want to cash out? Uh, not yet, mate. Not Ooh. yet. Zero Ooh. from two. Ooh. Zero Ooh. from two, but I, th- I think I think we can still beat you, mate. Hey, Laz, hey, Laz, if you want to cash out a six-pack of um, Han Super Dry. <laughs> Mate, ask me after about round 14. Uh, that's okay, Loz. I'm not going to cash I, out I, after Loz, round two. That's okay. I'm just hearing you know, the now and the present. <laughs> My heroes are obviously St. George. They've copped a, a barrage of criticism, yeah. deservedly so, and I just thought they bounced back beautifully. His coaching yesterday, in all the time he's been there, was probably the best. His rotation of the bench was outstanding. He realised that the, the, the Titans were tired. Even at 12-2, they were the better side. Um, so I just think that, you know, they stood up yesterday. And I know it's round one, but they had to make a statement. My my villain, Loz, you've been around the game a long time. I've never seen, in all the years I've watched rugby league, a football team implode like the West Tigers. <laughs> Their performance was nothing short of disgrace. Oh. What are you laughing at, Moz? Oh, mate. mate oh, oh, we're, we're doing the laughing. Moz has actually got his head in his hands. Oh, jeez, I'll tell you what, mate. I'm laughing, oh, so, no, I'm, I'm I'm laughing I, so I don't cry. Oh, mate, on our text group yesterday, I can't, oh, I can't tell you what we were texting, mate. but it wasn't complimentary, put it that way. And there's a couple of West close. Tigers blokes on there that were that filthy. Yeah. They, they were throwing in memberships and everything yesterday. Yeah. Do you think so, honestly, you that's what they were doing. That's how frustrated they were. Loz, do you think I'm being too harsh on them? No, I'm not. Because no. I thought, I thought again, I, I want to give them the benefit of the doubt after last week. But I watched that yesterday. And dead set. Some of the errors that they were making. Was it? It, it was terrible. Yeah. It was absolutely hey, disgraceful. Yes, Jeff. Gerard. 
when you said Loz had his head in his hands, was his nose sticking out? Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it really was. Guys, I've got feelings, enjoy- Jeff. <laughs> oh, stop it. Hey, just let me enjoy this week, right? Yeah. We've got Brisbane on, on Saturday. As long as they're competitive and they have a dig, that's all I worry about. Who have Canberra got lost? Sharks. Oh, sharkies. In Canberra, at yeah. least. Yeah. yeah Viking clap up and about. <laughs> oh, well, hang on. Hang on. You've got the Broncos. You won't be beating them. Hey, we beat them the last last time we played them. Actually, I think the Dragons always go well against the Broncos, don't they? They do. They've got to yeah. actually... Jeez, Loz, you're on, oh, you're on the ball this morning. What's going on? <laughs> oh, I know, mate. Well, I'm a secret dragon. Hey, Clarky, how was your weekend? Uh, not bad until watch, watching the Tigers wasn't fun. I, yeah, it was hard to keep the, that channel on. To be honest, I yeah, I know it was oh. difficult. Yeah, what do you think of the cricket? Uh, I think a draw. It's been pretty. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> well Mido doesn't. Well, Mido reckons we're going to get rolled. I'm worried. He reckons we're going to get knocked I'm over for eighty. Uh, he's still Mido to worry about other things like getting himself a date. Sounds like back on the circuit. Sounds like he had a good weekend. Me, you put me in the hole the other day, Clarky. Mate, I was just telling our listeners why you had to leave Lies. so early. I just phone calls. You had a lunch to go on Ugh. with an old hey, school friend. Hey, Clarky, <laughs> yeah. he scrubs up okay, you know. No, nah, he's good-looking rooster, me, Don't worry about that. He is, mate. He's good-looking rooster. I don't reckon he'd struggle. No, no. And he's always he's, – don't don't be surprised if we see him out and about in a suit as well. He doesn't mind the old suit just what when no one's hey, looking. Hey, are you blushing? No, mate, I'm fine. <laughs> he had no, a good, he had a good weekend. to the break. <laughs> <laughs> hey, gentlemen, it's always a pleasure. I'll call you on uh, – I haven't decided what day I'll call, but I'll let you know. <laughs> Anytime, buddy. Thank See you, Jeff. Mate. See you, Have a good day. Pup. See you, champion. Bye-bye. Uh, <laughs> Adam Gilly, good morning. How are you, mate? <laughs> morning, boys. You should just keep Jeff on for half an hour. He was entertaining there. He was <laughs> excellent. Apart from him bagging my team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, he brought up a good point. I know Dave Stanley makes a lot of comments on this program that go unchecked, but didn't he say at one stage last week, Jerry, he says, didn't he say about you got more in work than Chris Waller or something like that? (laughs) 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 Yes, he has. Yes, he has. Uh, By the way, what did you make of the football yesterday? Um... I must admit, Loz, I was driving out to Cogra yesterday, so I didn't catch a whole lot of that Tigers and Knights You've done game. yourself a favour then. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Good, I know. you're one that shouldn't bag them then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, the Tigers bashing started round two. Let's face it. So it should. So it should. It has been, and I've even got to about 30 of the text messages. Fair enough. To yeah. get into them. We, like, oh, yeah. I reckon round one, you get a little bit of leeway. Yeah. But, oh my God. Yeah. It's I, on. Embarrassing. I was going to give him five or six weeks. I was going to try and give him five or six weeks. From the bits and pieces I saw there yesterday, it's it's hard to do it. And you, and you, you look at their draw. They've had two games to start the season at Leichhardt against two teams who most people are not expecting to make the finals this year in the Titans and the Knights. And quite frankly, from what I've seen, they've butchered both games. They've had so much ball and so much possession and so many opportunities and just haven't been able to, to ice those games. And I... Oh, correct me if I'm wrong, Loss. Again, I didn't watch the whole game properly. At one stage, did they move Dane Laurie to the wing and Charlie Staines looked like he was playing fullback yeah. towards the end there? And they just look like they're panicking in attack, just oh. playing scoreboard pressure and just panicking. Well, even Appy has caught the bug because Appy was making errors and forcing the play more than he's ever done in the past at, at Penrith. Mm. And I, I was just shocked because they were making the same errors and just it was, it was I don't know. 
It was like they were just forcing everything. They were panicking. I think there was it's no like, control yeah. in the halves. There was no control. I feel hooker. like they're only going to get one chance to score a try. Yeah. So yeah. so risk everything, everything to yeah. take it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> there's another sixty minutes left on the clock. Like take a breath, or yeah. you got another five tackles. Yeah. But it's like one chance, rightio. You just we're going to put everything into it. Yeah. And and I'm a neutral watching that game. Oh, yet I was getting frustrated. Right. So mm. if, if you're I'm in neutral, getting frustrated, I can only imagine what a West Tigers uh, supporter would be yeah. would be would be feeling like. But as I said, I had a, a couple of mates on a chat group that were West Tigers supporters, mate. <laughs> they were they were going off their well, head. I think the other thing head. as well, because at the start of the year, I think you know Tim Sheens and run and Benji Marshall and Robbie Ferris. I think there's the expectation that even if our defence isn't what it needs to be, mm. we expect our attack to be a hell of a lot better. Mm. I, mm. I reckon our attack's worse than our defence at the moment. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, no, well, that's fair. But I, I, again, this is no comparison to 2005. But correct me if I'm wrong, Adam, but in 2005, they started off ordinary too, I think, the Tigers. Yeah. And then um, they just all of a sudden found their rhythm and then away they went. I, I don't think this side is... Mate. I, no, I'm, I'm not... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not is this recorded? Yeah. I, I love that statement. No. I want you to take the first bit back. Oh, you go, yeah. no, this is exactly no, no, no. like 2005. No, 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 no. no, So what I'm saying wow. is teams can improve. Oh, well, I hope so. Right? And improve quickly. <laughs> yeah. But but again, yesterday they just made the same sort of errors. Mm. That's all. Mm. It just looks manic, doesn't it, Loz? It's just it's just, it's just manic oh, all over the park, yes. and that's that, yeah. that's that's the issue. It's it's one thing to want to be able to play this style of football, but you've got to know the right manner to play it, know when to pull it back, and know when to to, to pop uh, push the pass and, and be able to push the limits, I suppose. And they don't seem like they've found that happy median yet. They're just they're completely just all over the place with with the style of play they want to play in attack with ball in hand. So. I don't know. Tim's got a big job, and Benji they've got a, they've got a huge job to try and figure that out. And do you reckon Benji's getting an insight into what it's like to be an NRL head coach at the moment? <laughs> I think he would do. But but again, I think we all thought there'd be some teething problems at the start. Yeah. We all thought that it was the right move, um, and Tim was going to wear these bruises. But it's a long term plan for the Tigers, not a short term t- uh, turnaround. Um, but but how, how do you sell that to the fans, Loz? Like, how do you honestly sell yeah, that you to the can't, fans? You can't. I mean, after, <laughs> two weeks in a row, what they've dished up, unacceptable. Yeah, yeah. After after the last decade they've had, and you talk about a, a long-term plan, like the fans, it's hard for them to cop, mate. They, they, they just want to see some results on the field now. So anyway, All right. yeah, we'll see how they go. Let's talk some racing. And uh, well, uh, I know I wasn't the only one, but uh, I was one of those who jumped off Espiona after oh. not registering anything in the spring and uh, I, I, there was expletives put it that way when uh, she hit the line I wasn't on on Saturday yeah you're not the only one Jared I, I must admit I, I had to give her a wide berth probably going back at least four or five runs now but we, we know she's talented we know that no and we doubt. know that Chris Waller is a genius trainer but he's found something in her the last couple of starts hasn't he obviously down in Melbourne then back to Sydney and there was a lot a lot of pre-race talk about where this horse was just better than Melbourne way of going and, and couldn't handle the Sydney way of going but she certainly proved that wrong there on the weekend and she has this horrible tendency to lay in and going on the Sydney leg there uh, on Saturday she probably found the right part of the track towards the rail because that's where she wants to be I think so another beautiful ride by Michael D Jeez, he's become a go-to man for Chris Waller hasn't he he's best striking a really good combination at the moment I, I just want to quickly mention the 
the run of the the runner up pride of journey she was absolutely enormous on speed going fast tempo she was attacked early and then to be beaten only a, a very very narrow margin it was an enormous run by her at 30 to 1 so Whatever Kira Mara and David Eustace did to get that mare ready for that Coolmore Classic on the weekend, she was sensational. She's a belter, was excellent as well. She loomed up, looked like the winner, just couldn't quite finish off the race. And obviously there were some excuses for Ana Visto who pulled up severely lame, the favourite there. But take nothing away from Espiona. She's got her group one. I just wonder if she's got that confidence now to go on with it and win a couple of other major feature races now. What about the two-year-old races on the weekend? What do you make of Shinzo and Steel City? Yeah, lots. I think both these horses have legitimate claims heading towards the slipper on Saturday. We've been speaking about it for a couple of weeks now. It is such an even golden slipper field this year, I reckon. I think the barriers and track conditions are going to be so crucial to to how it's going to play out. And usually we say the Pago Pago and the Magic Knight probably aren't the A-grade form heading towards the slipper, but Shinzo's just had this lovely sense of time about him all the way through. Obviously, he debuted late in the season, uh, obviously well into 2023 and, and after Christmas, but Chris Waller just seems to have him ticking over beautifully. So he's one of those horses can sit in that stalking position in a golden slipper for hot speed and really hit the line nicely. And Steel City, well, she's had no luck whatsoever so far in her career, but Regan Ballish just took all the luck out of the equation there on the weekend, going straight to the front, and she just ran them into the ground, running pretty quick time, obviously several lengths faster than the Colts in the in the Pago Pago. So I'm not discounting her from the calculations as well. So just having a, a very quick look at those replays last night and looking towards the slipper on Saturday... Hard to really stamp one at the moment as a as a pre-race favourite and one you want to be with. is going to be a very, very even slipper this year, boys. Now, we had another very unfortunate fall at Flemington on Saturday and Jamie Carr and Craig Williams. If you could give us an update there, and I guess uh, with the Jamie Carr fall, that led into the story with In Secret winning the Newmarket Handicap and Dean Holland uh, graciously taking the ride and showed a lot of class with his comments afterwards and that filly again up the straight at Flemington. Wow. Yeah, she's explosive, isn't she, Jared? And I'm, I'm sure you heard the comments with Dean Holland, like I saw an interview with, with Bruce McAvaney on mm. on Saturday. I thought he showed a whole lot of class in those comments. Obviously, he was ecstatic to win his first group one. I think it might have been his first group one in 13 or 14 years. It's been a long, long time to wait. But he wasn't overjoyed or really celebrating because he know he just picked up the ride at the last minute after Jamie Carr's fall. And I found it fascinating that uh, some of the chat after the race about James Cummings going to the jockey's room and spending 25 minutes yeah. with Dean Holland before the race, just going through In Secret's replays and talking about the, the filly and how she needs to be ridden, just goes to show that he just goes that extra yard to get the best out of his horses. So that was really smart play by James Cummings. And she was dominant there on the new market. She loves going down the straight, and she's clearly one of the best racehorses we've got in Australia at the moment around that six furlong mark. Can't wait to see her in the TJ Smith stakes. And just on the fall, well, it was a horrible fall, wasn't it, boys? And um, the latest update is that Craig Williams has actually been discharged from hospital. He needs to go back into hospital tomorrow to have more surgery on a on a broken collarbone and issues around his shoulder. So that's the really good news. And I thought Jamie Carr was the one that we were also worried about on Saturday afternoon. When that news came through that she was drifting in and out of consciousness, my heart sunk, to be honest, because that's a, that was a really worrying sign. But Thankfully, she's been cleared of any major brain injuries. Uh, according to her scan, she's still heavily sedated, I believe, and she won't be riding, obviously, for the next week or two. But that could have been a whole lot worse. So we wish both those jockeys all the best in their recovery this week, and uh, let's hope we can get some more positive news in the next few days. Indeed. Slip a week, mate. It's a big one. We'll chat tomorrow. Yep. See you, boys.